I'll make sure I put the cassette tape in so that we can air check this for ourselves later. Oh. Remember yeah, that? Good idea. Yeah, I do. Oh, my God. <laughs> so I was talking with family members tonight, and I freaked them out because I said, all right, if you make a copy of this for me, I'll give you a 120-minute cassette tape to make sure you get the whole concert in it. <laughs> and, he, and he looked at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I said, I'm, I'm kidding, dude. You could give something to me digitally, but but I forget sometimes <laughs> that people don't understand that there were 30, 45, 60, and 120-minute cassettes back in the that day. That is correct, yes. And, and, and how the 120-minute cassette was the bomb because you could get so much shit on it. The sound quality was, of course, terrible, but, you know, you could still get a lot of shit on it. So I had I had the 80s moment, and then I said, well, it's okay. You could give it to me on CD then. <laughs> so, I had a, so I had a 90s moment, too. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Ah, good times. Welcome back to The Watchlist with Patty and Bill. Make sure, first and foremost, you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, check out all of our back episodes on thewatchlistpod.com. You can also engage with us on social media. We love when we talk to people. Uh, so engage with us on social media, at symbol, the watchlist pod, at symbol, Bill Ivory Larson, at symbol, Pirate Alice. And also, if you listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, pretty please, with sugar on top, give us a five-star review. We would love that. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm swell. Actually, today was a baller day. It was a, it was a really great day. I had fun. I watched some stuff, and you know, life is good. Awesome. You know what? Life life is good and blessed because so much shit is happening in the world mm. that you know. Sometimes you you, as much as you care, you just have to focus on some good things. True. And there and yes. there is good in the world. Mm-hmm. And I am I am very pleased by the good things that are happening in the world. So, ah, it's one of those days. But any hoozy. All right. My work day included a call where I was trying to show somebody how to do something. And within the first 10 minutes of this call, that little window in the bottom corner popped up saying, we're going to restart your computer in 10 minutes counting down <laughs> and that button that says no not right now it's a bad time was unclickable oh it was there but i couldn't click it to make it wait so i'm like okay make this quick because i got 10 minutes and the computer's gonna restart and yeah, yeah. <laughs> had you oh put it off God. before is that why it was no it never it, that was just poof it just popped up Sometimes that happens where it won't let me say, give me a minute. Some kind of update was pushed to my computer, and I'm not allowed to say, do that later. Well, poop on technology. Yeah. So that call became ended up becoming a, a three-hour oh, uh, go-over shit kind of a thing. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, it was fun. 
But, yeah. you know, I had nothing else <laughs> planned for the day, so why not? So why not? Oh, there, there is one other thing I want to do. I have to give a special shout-out to one of our subscribers and listeners, Terry. Uh, she is feeling drastically under the weather these days, and I wanted to give her a shout-out to say that the Watchlist Pod is hoping that you feel better soon. Absolutely, yes, Terry. Yeah. Feel better soon. And, and, and I have to say, you know what? So doing this, and thank you again for having me be a, a co-host on this podcast. And sure. I don't know why I thought about this, but I thought about back to our WCRX days. Oh, gosh. And I started looking on eBay to see if anybody was selling CRX stuff from back when we were there. Is anybody selling anything? <laughs> I mean, how much I, would they get? Like a dollar? Maybe. maybe. And and I think they would pay us to actually take it. No, um, <laughs> probably. <laughs> but but because our obviously logos change over the years. Oh yeah. So I was yeah. so I was trying to find the logo when we were there. Because if I could find the logo when we were there, I could make a shirt out of it, you know, just for retro time's sake, you know. Okay. But I couldn't. Mm. I think the closest I found was maybe a logo or two after we were there. Mm. But but any whoosie. And then I started seeing all these pictures of what the radio station looks like now. I'm like, fuck, I couldn't even deal with all of that now. So <laughs> oh, I long sometimes for the day of carts and cassettes, people. Yeah, what can I say? I'm 51 years old. Anyway. <laughs> so what have you got to review this week? So I've got three things, and I can rapid fire 28 Korean movies slash TV shows. Yeah, it's rapid fire day on the Watchlist Pod. That was my 70s voice. Okay. Okay. So uh, <laughs> why don't we do the three things? Because I got two things. Okay. So why don't you start, then we'll back and forth, and then you rapid fire the, the Korean stuff. Sounds good to me. Awesome. All right. So kick us off. So I will start with the docu-series I watched on Discovery+. Plus. Uh, this one comes with a story time with Patty. Oh. oh. This docu-series is called Hillsong, A Mega Church Exposed. Wah, wah, wah. So Hillsong is a non-denominational church chain, so you could say, that started in Australia. And then and it got traction worldwide based on its music. Um, their songs, their Christian rock songs, are designed to be catchy and appeal to young people and they're hip and they're now. And Justin Bieber latched on the Hillsong and started um, rolling with it and a bunch of other celebrities. And then they got celebrity preachers who have all these celebrities latched onto them and so on and so forth. Now, I first heard of Hillsong back when, if you recall, I had a horrible breakup and then I was laid off around 2008. And I was jobless for a while. And then I got a job for like six months, and it was the hellish job from hell. Yep. And I was fired from that hellish job. Thank goodness. Yeah. And then I started wondering one day, what's missing in my life here? Why is this all happening to me? And I thought, maybe I need God. 
So I went online and looked for churches because sure I was raised Catholic, but yeah, no. Okay. Sorry, Catholic people, but that's just no. Okay. So I'm like, okay, let's find something else. And I judged some of these churches based on their websites. Sure. Because I figure if you're too old to understand how to design a website properly that works and shows me what I need to know, then your whole congregation is too old. And I don't want to be around that. And I found this church in Chicago that was young, hip now. Their website was slick and awesome. And I thought, okay. And this church was put where an old nightclub used to be in Chicago. Which one? I feel like it's the one. It's on, I think it's on Green Street off of Chicago Avenue. Just across the river where the big... Tribune Freedom Center is and the New City offices were. It's like right around the corner from there. Okay. Do you know where New City's offices were in that big building? Oh, right around God. The corner. New City, the newspaper. Um, yeah. I can't remember the name of the club that was there. Yeah. But there was a nightclub there, and I remember going to that nightclub. Do you really? Yes. I remember going to that nightclub. I do not remember the name, but while I was in the church, I'm like, some of this looks weirdly familiar, but they turned one big area into seating. Obviously, you need yeah. to sit at a church. And yeah, this ch- going to this church was like going to a rock concert, but where somebody starts talking about God, and then they ask you for money repeatedly and oh. tell you about tithes and stuff. Oh, and there were it was all young people and everything, and. I started talking to people, and somebody mentioned the songs were Hillsong songs. And then there was some Bible study group that I ended up getting into. And the one girl kept talking about wanting to go to Hillsong University in Australia. There's a whole university? They have a whole college, or Hillsong College in Australia. Yes, they have a college. And these colleges now, they have one... I want to say in Arizona or something. So they've franchised the Hillsong um, preacheriness. And they, they have their guest preachers come through all the churches that are associated. And after I stopped going to this church, because it really wasn't God that I needed. It was a job is what I really needed Okay. <laughs> to make my life better. Fair. Yeah. It was after I stopped going in like 2014 that this church in Chicago, officially affiliated itself with Hillsong. Now, this whole documentary is about how Hillsong really is actually a cult. Oh. And just like Scientology, they get the celebrities to come in to make them seem valid. And these very charismatic preachers are the ones who rope them in. And that music is designed to create this corporation that gets people to come in and give their money and young people who are easily roped into popular music come in and all of these churches have what they call the altar call where people go down to the stage and it's a stage where they're at preaching to you and you know they ask for forgiveness and they try to get with God and this one girl was talking about her and her boyfriend how they kind of do what boyfriends and girlfriends do 
and they felt guilty, so they went to the altar call to beg forgiveness. Well, after the service was over, the preacher brings them back to their to his office, and as they, he asked them what happened, and sh- when he asked, did you use a condom, which is a weird question for my preacher to be asking me, yeah. he said, they said, well, yeah, and he's like, so this was premeditated. Well, you guys cannot date each other anymore, and... Uh, he made them break up. What? Because this was such a horrible sin, the sex before marriage, so they can't date anymore. So they actually listened to him. Oh, my God. Because they were snow snowed by this guy. And she said after that, the next guy she met, she just ended up marrying him. She's like 22 or something, getting married to the guy so that the preacher can't make her break up with him because they had sex. And it just, oh, there's so much. But the big thing towards the last couple episodes is the current, the, the guy who founded Hillsong, his father, like 30 years ago, raped some boys that were at the church that he was at, that he was the preacher of. And when people came forward, they kind of swept it under the rug, Hillsong did, because, you know, that's a taint on their current founder. Yeah. They tried to pay off a guy. And as this news broke, well, you're the head of this mega church where you're supposed to be the most pious, God-fearing man ever. And here's your dad, and you're li- he knew about it. He lied about knowing about what his dad did. He lied about helping to pay off the- this guy. And in Australia, there's laws that if you know about uh, the pedophilia, like child abuse like that, you have to come forward. Mm. And, well, he didn't. He didn't go to the police. And oh, the day before this documentary dropped... The guy officially left his post, like, of Hillsong. In January, he stepped down. But as on the 23rd of March, the day before this dropped, he left Hillsong completely. No kidding. No kidding. Wow. So this is really inter- This is a really interesting docu-series. Um, and, yeah, I had some personal experience with Hillsong's non-denominational church. Wow. Um, yeah. I, I didn't feel, it didn't feel culty, but as I look back on it now, they it, it were sure really like culty. culty. <laughs> they, yeah. I started to realize they are culty. And I, you know, I, I was trying to find that what would fill that weird emptiness that was going on with me and why I couldn't find a job for so fucking long. And I tried going, like, okay, I'm going to understand this Bible stuff. I went to some Bible classes. But when they started talking about how, how, how awful Carl Sagan was, and they couldn't even spell his name right on their PowerPoint slides, I what? was like, oh, honey, honey, you are losing me. You are losing me fast. Oh. I mean, come, you cannot diss Carl Sagan and don't even fucking spell his name wrong, you bitch. No. <laughs> so, yeah, that that's where they lost me. I'm like, you know, no. No. I'm I'm not here for this. Wow. I'm not here for this at all. 
Yeah. Yeah, but they were, other than that, they were relatively nice people. And yeah, that music was fucking catchy as shit, man. Oh wow. my God, it was so catchy. And now I can't remember a single damn song because I've tried to look them up. Like, there was some song that I just really liked the way it sounded and I can't find it for the life of me. <laughs> well, but that's good, though. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, first of all, I'm glad that you weren't sucked into it. No, oh, uh, yeah. And that you realized that what you needed was a job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, to make but, my life but, better. But isn't that the truth, though? You know, a lot yeah. of people get sucked into things when there's a hole in their lives. Yeah, and that's exactly what happens with a lot of people who go in and they find this togetherness and this friendliness. And I think the one of the other reasons, other than the Carl Sagan issue... Why I didn't get quite so sucked in is I don't like when I'm new somewhere and people just start coming up to me saying, hi, welcome. How are you? What's your name? Are you new here? That I'm like, get the fuck away from me. I'm here to figure out if I like you people first. All right. Let me figure out if I like you before you come talking at me. Okay. You just back off. And that I think is part of why, I mean, I didn't have that hole where I was so, alone that I needed random strangers to come talk to me. Sure. Uh, I just needed to, I don't, I don't know. I just needed to search for things. And my search is like, leave me alone. I'm searching. I'll let you know if I need your help right now. I'm fine. Well, again, and I think that's the people who are like, I'm so alone. Help me. They're good. They, they get more roped in because you get the, you are willing to talk to these people and share with these people. And that's how you get pulled into those cults. Oh, of course. I I was not the subject of being, (laughs) because I'm like, leave me the fuck alone. I didn't have that issue, but yeah. Yeah. And yeah, there's so many other things. There's a guy that they talked to in this that I remember, and this was going on when I was going to that church. He started an Instagram account called Preachers in Sneakers. His whole Instagram, and the in is in Preachers and Sneakers. Preachers and Sneakers. His whole thing is about these megachurch preachers who are wearing shoes that are like sneakers? $500. Oh. And then all the other overpriced clothing they wear for this image, this slick image. Now, if you're a a preacher of a church, all those donations should go to the church. Well, not not your wardrobe. Well, no, that's what that's the whole point of a lot of these things is when I'm give when I'm tithing to my church, I'm not buying five hundred dollars shoes for this guy. Yes, yes, yes. That is exactly. what this is about, and that's why he started this Instagram because he started it kind of tongue in cheek, like isn't this funny? But then people started to really pile on this guy, and woo. And he's, yeah. they talked to him in this in this documentary, and it's this is really good. It's on Discovery Plus, unfortunately, and it's Hillsong, a megachurch <laughs> exposed. I like how you just throw that away. It's on Discovery Plus, unfortunately, but... Yeah, that's the only place you can see it. Uh, if you could get a free week, it's only like three episodes, I want to say. So you can watch it in a day. Wow. Yep. Well... Uh, uh, I'm glad you're okay. I don't know what to say <laughs> after story time like that. Yeah. But but yeah, and and uh, 
God help people if they feel lost like that. But that's the whole thing with Joel Osteen right now. He, oh, he God, came, that guy. He came under fire because of his mega million dollar mansion. Oh, yeah. As a lot of TV preachers do. And, and like, how, how in the heck can he afford, uh, you know, this lavish big old mansion? And it's actually made mention of in the eyes of Tammy Faye as well, the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, where are all these tithings going? Mm-hmm. You know, if you give $10 to your church, you want it to go for programs within the church. You want it to go to upkeep of the church itself. Yes, the pastor needs a salary right. to yeah. live, and that's fine, but not a, a gajillion-dollar mansion. Exactly. So, so yeah, I get yeah. it. Yeah, well, it just, Joel Osteen also came under fire during uh, Hurricane Katrina because he wouldn't let people into his the church hall or something that was there. Yeah, was oh, that's right. Was it Katrina or the next one? No, it was the one after know. that. It was... Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I know but, what you mean. I know the one you mean. Yeah, because they locked the doors so they, the people were outside could see, could see people in the building who weren't letting nobody in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. Anyway. Anywho, and it. unfortunately, it's on Discovery Plus. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes. Sorry about that, folks. Well, so the first thing that I have is a show that is on Fox, and it's called Welcome to Flatch. It actually stars Sean William Scott, who played Stifler in American Pie, mm-hmm. and a woman named Chelsea Holmes, and then there's Aya Cash. And it is a show that is adapted from a British show. And I know how much you rail on, and, and I do too, when, when you unnecessarily adapt mm-hmm. things from other, other countries and try to Americanize them a lot. Well, the premise of the show, both in the UK and here, is that there is this movement of people who want to live a quiet life in a small town. Well, Fox, and in the original version, the BBC, paid for a TV crew to go to this small representative town and film people there. And the original show in the UK is called This Country. And for the life of me, it took me just finding clips of it on YouTube because I couldn't even find it anywhere to watch or even rent a full episode of it. Oh. But I got the gist of it. It's extremely similar. Okay. The one version of something that I have absolutely loved more than the British version is The Office. You know, because I've, I've given... The, the British version of The Office is shot. I like the American version better. This is the second American version that I think is better. Oh. And I and at first I was like, what the fuck is this? It's so poor. <laughs> but I'll tell you what. And, and what happens is there are these two ne'er-do-well kids, kind of like juvenile delinquents, but they're too stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 they're kind of they're two lovable kind of ne'er do well screw ups within this town, 
but you get so vested in them, and it's almost like a comedy drama. The, the It's a boy and a girl, and they're best friends. Nothing romantic at all between them at all. The girl has daddy issues because she just wants attention from her father. And the father kind of ignores her and, well, not kind of ignores her, ignores her unless he's not with a woman at that time. And then he get, pays attention to his daughter and all she wants is attention. The boy is a parentless boy. So both of his parents are gone and it's a very interesting dynamic between the two. And yeah, they cause shenanigans and all this other sort of stuff, kind of like The Office. But I got to tell you, I like this show. And I think it's I think it's humorous. It's yes, it's kind of a cross between Parks and Recreation and you know in that in that um documentary style. And, and other very similar shows, but I liked Welcome to Flatch. It's not going to be for everyone. The comedy is kind of stupid. It's kind of predictable. There are hints of The Office in there. There are hints of other TV shows in there, of course. But I'm hooked. And it's, and it's just become one of those shows that I can't wait for another new episode to, to spring up. Cool. Because it, it's entertaining. And it's on Fox. You can also watch it on Hulu. Oh, the first seven nice. episodes are up there on Hulu right now. If you're in the mood for something like that, give it a shot. But I liked Welcome to Flatch on Fox. I might check that out. I went ahead because Netflix showed me that Servant of the People is available now to watch. This is the show that the Ukrainian president... Uh, Zelensky? Yes, Vladimir Zelensky. There you go. He starred in before he became president of the Ukraine. And it's about, he is, he plays a school teacher who becomes the president of Ukraine. Surprisingly. <laughs> He's just a regular guy. He's a teacher. And uh, for whatever reason... His classroom gets called to, I don't know, the, somewhere in the school, and he's all upset because the math classroom is still, you know, they didn't get called away. Why, why is history always called away? And he goes into this huge rant about how nobody values history and how this is why our country is the way it is and why we keep having to choose between two awful candidates and... You know, I'm just going to pick one guy and then my kids are going to pick one guy and everybody's just going to choose the lesser of two evils and nothing will change. And he, it's full of like beep, 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 swearing throughout. And one of his students is off to the side recording this rant. Mm -hmm. And then he posts it to the Internet and it gets eight million views. <laughs> and... He is in so much trouble with the school board because of his swearing in the classroom where students are standing by and how controversial he it is because he's talking about the government. And all the students are like, well, my parents agree with you. All of these commenters agree with you. Everybody agrees with you. And the kids keep pushing him to run for president. Well, what what would your, you know, acceptance speech be at your inauguration? Well, what about this? And he's like, I'm not running for president, you guys. 
And he's like, they're like, why not? And he's like, well, it costs uh, in Ukrainian dollars like two million dollars to uh, even file to be a candidate to get on the ballot. They're like, all right. Well, Bob over here has started crowdfunding, and we've already got. Oh, look, two million and one dollars. <laughs> and they, like the students are the ones who get him even to run. And the whole thing starts where he wakes up in the morning and he's trying to get ready to go to, to work, to school, to work at, at the school. And you hear these there and this guy, these people just show up and they're like, he's finally gotten to the bathroom after all this fighting with his niece and his mother and his father and they're not pounding on the door saying, you need to come out. And he's like, I just got in here. Give me a minute. Huh. And they're like, they're here for you. And he's like, what are you? Ha ha, you're funny. It's like he didn't watch the returns or something. He had no idea that he was elected. And then the whirlwind of everything that goes from there. It is. I've only seen the first three episodes. And this is hysterically amazing. Is it is really? only subtitled. Other one, yeah. There, there's no dubbed English track. It is just subtitled, but it's awesome, and people need to watch this. This is really funny. I, I, well, first of all, especially because he is a badass. Oh fuck yeah! Y- you know, and and for some, for an actor to go to the president of his country and stand there and tell fucking Putin to go fuck himself, we're gonna stand up and fight. Good for mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that makes me alone want to watch this show. <laughs> yeah. But to the fact that it kind of mirrors what happened, right? And it, I think that's a little part weird. of. I think part of that show is how he even got looked at to be elected. But it's like you're electing me, not the writers of the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it seems to have worked out. Because he's been a pretty damn good president, I'd say. Yeah, I mean, and he's uh, handling this crisis pretty well. He is, he is, he is doing his damnedest to keep his country together, Mm -hmm. and and fight for fight for his people. Yeah, yeah. So I give him all the credit in the world, and I wish him all the luck and blessings in the world too. I really do. Yeah. But wow, what's it called again? It is Servant of the People. It is on Netflix. Cool. So the next thing that I watched, and I have to say, shout out to David for this. Yo, David. What's up, David? I hope you feel better too, buddy. Yeah. So he he's kind of the de facto producer, sort of. Or at least, you know, since we can't pay him glorified intern? I don't know. But anyway... He's, he sent us this rant about the new TV show on Paramount+. Plus. Unfortunately, it's on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, Paramount+, Plus, the new Halo TV series. And basically he said, and I think I'm breaking this down correctly, that it, it is a shame that when somebody makes a show, they don't revere the source material. They have no... They, they've never played the video game before. They basically have just shunned where this came from and came up with their own idea for something. And so I listened to all of this, and, you know, he's got a point. 
because The Mandalorian is so good, because Dave Filani and John Favreau love Star Wars so much, which is why The Mandalorian is so fucking good. Mm-hmm. And part of why Star Wars as a whole went off the rails because Kathleen Kennedy at at Lucasfilm puts on the t-shirt for events but doesn't seem to really love where all of this is going. So that's why the sequels were shit. Mm. Or at least had no direction. I think there's a little bit in each sequel to like, but overall, if I like the prequels now more in retrospect than the sequels, mm-hmm. you got a problem. Anywho's Yeah. <laughs> So I watched Halo. Now, I know that this is going to knock out probably 17 of our 22 listeners. Because as far as I know, there are very few of us, although there are some, who geek out over sci-fi. And if I had to to kind of sum up what this show feels like, it's kind of like a cross between The Mandalorian and Starship Troopers. Okay. It, it takes place, you know, five, six hundred years in the future, actually about 500 years in the future. And there are these engineered warriors who kind of fight for Earth and they're against this other race. And uh, oh, I'm not even explaining it right. I'm sorry. <laughs> so uh, there are these these beings called the Covenant. And. These enhanced super soldiers, led by a character called Master Chief, mm-hmm. are against them. But almost like um, the Expanse, there is a group of settlers who are against the enhanced soldiers because the enhanced soldiers are kind of against people who just want to live life and not be under the yoke of Earth. Okay. So there's a political dynamic along uh, along with a dynamic of let's come together and fight this alien species. Well, in the first episode of this, you see one of these colonies that's trying to break away from Earth. And a survivor of of an attack by the Covenant sees that these super soldiers are actually helping them. So I'm trying to put myself in David's shoes about this but i have no i've never played the video game i've seen the video game played once or twice and this was 20 years ago because that's how long this game has been around yeah i have the game for the xbox 360 i played it a bit um when i play first person shooters like that i don't give a fuck about the story just let me kill things well, so I know Master Chief. I yep. know the armored soldiers. I know the lovely Red versus Blue. Yeah, cartoon that Halo that used Halo. That oh, that was an awesome show. And that's about all I know of the world of Halo. Well, and th- then you know way more than I do. <laughs> but I say that from a from a not a pure standpoint. There, I think there are two purities going on. You can have a purity if you love the source material and you are pure to the source material, the video game, the story behind the video game, and the lore that is created in that world. 
And then there is a purity that happens when you know shit about anything and you're just kind of going into something blind. I am of the latter. And I actually liked this show. Because mm-hmm. I like sci-fi, first of all. I'm kind of a sucker for that, as we probably all know by now. Do I think that it could be enhanced if they had a title card kind of explaining a lot of this stuff? Yes, absolutely. When the first frame hit and I pressed play, I fully expected there to be the words on the screen. The year is 2550, blah, 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 blah. And Earth is fighting the blah, 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 blah. And this has been, you know, just to kind of give you a sense. Mm -hmm. But what I liked about it was that discovery of it i don't know i just i just liked it and and so i i look forward to to more episodes and actually talking with david about this i looked up some stuff while you were talking and on wikipedia here it says that the executive producer kiki wolfkill uh she revealed that the series is a standalone story that play, takes place within its own silver timeline and that it is inspired by the game franchise rather than a continuation, adaptation, or prequel and explains that they wish to give the two Halo canons a chance to evolve individually to suit their own media. So it's like that new Star Trek stuff where none of it, or Kirk isn't, the Kirk that we know from the original series or any of that. Well, and, and, and thank you for finding that. That explains mm-hmm. a lot, and now I'm on board even more. If you actually, and to David's point, I don't think it's the writer so much as everything begins and ends with the studio. Mm-hmm. The studio is going to hire the writers and the producers and all the showrunners and all that other sort of stuff. But if they're saying that this is just a story that takes place in that same universe but is not meant to it, – it, it's its own standalone story, fine. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Let it be that. And uh, it also says here that the series has already been renewed for a second season. Cool. So anybody's rants about Halo and how they hate it, sorry, it's got a second season. Well, but also, to David's point – they're using the brand name of Halo to draw people in. I think they're using the brand name of Halo to draw people into subscribing to Paramount Plus. Yes, I, I agree absolutely <laughs> with that. I but I also think that that Paramount Plus might start being the home to more genre-related stuffs. Oh, interesting. And I and I don't mind that because they're home to how many versions of star trek now god don't ask me 17 18 i have no idea then they have halo and i and i don't mind that if you are of a sci-fi mind and you want to check out halo just to and there are some neat first person shooter scenes in there too they they give they give fanboys and girls and 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 others the chance to be that first-person shooter. Okay. Give it a shot. I I like it as a sci-fi. And Laura said, yeah, I'd be interested in watching that with you, so I'm going to go back and re-watch the first episode with her. And then whether or not I continue watching by myself or with her, we'll see. All right. But that's my review of Halo. I liked it. Dave, I'm sorry, man. 
We'll talk about it soon. <laughs> All right. So uh, the last thing I have before the rapid fire is on Netflix, and it's a series called The Guardians of Justice. Well, God, it sounds terrible already. <laughs> it is a satire of DC Comics oh. in which after defeating Robo-Hitler and ending World War III... What? Peace been, has been maintained on Earth for 40 years thanks to the alien superhero Marvelous Man. Mar. <laughs> yes. In 1987, this piece oh. is thrown into chaos after Marvelous Man dies. Oh. Marvelous Man dies by killing himself on television. Oh my God. Yes. And his former lieutenant, Nighthawk, who is Batman, uh, okay. he's investigating the death to help the, uh, you know, with the help of the idealistic hero, the Speed, who is the Flash, but a girl. The Speed? The Speed, yes. Jeez, oh, what, what and this is, is this all, piece of crap It's on? on Netflix, and it's all in order to prevent a nuclear world, a nuclear war and World War Four from breaking out. So you get Nighthawk, who is Batman, The Speed, who is The Flash, Marvelous Man, who is clearly Superman. Um, there's also Mind Master. I have no idea who he's supposed to be because I didn't get that far. Um, King Tsunami is Aquaman. And, of course, you've got the people in the Justice League, but Guardians of Justice, there who tease King Tsunami about you talk to fish what you're useless you know that kind of thing <sighs> at first I thought oh, I you know this is gonna be kind of funny I could go with it but it just I was so bored and I was like oh I um why are these people talking so weirdly like there was some weird echoiness or something to their voices that I didn't understand and Oh, it was so bad. It was so bad that I turned... I didn't even make it through the first episode. It was so bad. So okay. bad. So bad. So bad. Oh, it was so awful. So awful. Oh, yeah. Uh, and Nighthawk, we see him battling uh, a villain called Mr. Smiles. The Joker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And there's a guy who I missed his name, but he is clearly the Riddler because he's got the bright green. And they do all of the Batman from the um, Adam West TV series sounds when we see Nighthawk fighting. Yeah, so that's Guardians of Justice. If you're willing to watch a DC Comics parody, give it a try. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah. But you turned it off. Why am I going to watch uh, a piece of shit? Maybe somebody else will find it amusing and it's just lost on me. I don't know, but yeah, I didn't okay. like it. I didn't like it at all. It was terrible. It was terrible. Well, thank you for taking that bullet for us. Yeah, I, I took that bullet for you.
All right. Speaking of bullets, it is fire. time for rapid fire. Pew, 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 pew. This is all Korean TV series or movies. You can find them either on Netflix or on Viki. I think one of the movies I watched, which is the first one I'm going to talk about, I believe I saw that, though, on Hulu. I think. I'm not sure entirely. So I'm giving you the name, whether it's a movie or a show, and then a very, very quick blurb of what it's about. Um, if you need to know more, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Ask me. So the first one is the movie which I believe I saw on Hulu. It's called Joe Pilho, The Dawning Rage. Joe Pilho is the guy's name. Okay. okay. He's, the, he's a crooked police detective who solves a murder. Uh, the next one is called My Mister. This is one Wait, of my most... did you most... like that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I need to tell you whether I liked it or not. You know what? Actually, I liked all of these, so why bother asking me? <laughs> well, because you <laughs> didn't say if you'd liked it or not. I did say, yeah. All of these are things that I really like. Fantastic. I thought they were a lot of fun. Um, okay. So Joe Pilho, The Dawning Rage, is a movie about a crooked detective who solves a murder. My Mister is a really, really awesome series. It is on Netflix, and it's totally this slice-of-life drama about a down-on-her-luck girl and this guy, and they they don't have a romance, but they, they find an affinity with each other. It's really good. You should watch it. Rookie Historian, a series. This is a period drama about the first woman-slash-group of women who try to become the royal historians in the big palace during the Joseon era of Korean history. This is really cute. This is really cute and funny. Run On. That's another series. This is a romance about a track star and a translator. Yeah. That's all you need to know. It's a romance. Goblin. This is a great series. It's about a guy who is what they call a gumiho, who is kind of like a devil, a goblin. He lives forever, but he wants to become a human. And so he's looking for the person who will help him become human. Tale of the Nine-Tailed. This is about a nine-tailed fox who wants to become a human. Wow. They're almost the same show. And they do have some of the same actors in them. Okay. (laughs) But they're both good. They're both romancy as well. Homunculus. This is about a guy who. This is a movie about a guy who drills a hole in his head, and then just weird shit starts happening, and he starts seeing weird shit. And this is really fucked up weird shit. If you like fucked up weird shit, Homunculus is one to watch. I love Mm. fucked up weird shit. That one is so. What the hell am I looking at? Mouse. This is a series, and it's a mystery about a serial killer. And it's like a cop show, and it's really good. You, you, like, the whole series is that one case, which mm. I, I, all of their mystery series is, are one case. It's really cool. Uh, Dark Hole. This is one where aliens become people, and they need to survive. Mm. Ooh, it's, yeah, that's one of the, it's a series. Flower of Evil and Beyond Evil. Both of these are more of those mystery murder mysteries with a serial killer. And, yeah, they're both evil, but uh, they're different shows. Flower of Evil and Beyond Evil. Both are really damn good. 
Lucky Romance is a series which, duh, it's a romance, about this superstitious woman and this matter-of-fact dude who runs a software company. And a shaman tells the woman that she has to sleep with a guy who was born in Year of the Rooster or something to save her sister's life. And, of course, the dude who runs the software company was born in Year of the Rooster. It's This is a goofy, goofy one. But it was fun. He's psychometric, so this dude has psychic powers, and that's what the whole show's about. That's another series. The Witch's Diner is a really fun series. This witch runs a restaurant where she makes food, and people kind of magically find her restaurant, and when she eats the eat, when they eat the food that she's prepared, their wish comes true. But of course, all wishes come with a hitch. They gotta give her something to get their wish and what you wish for isn't necessarily what you really want to happen sometimes it's a movie called forgotten so this dude has amnesia and there's a twist that he's a killer Mm. and then there's another twist on top of this this is a really crazy story that you're like what what it's really really good forgotten that was on netflix i remember that one and that was really good The next one is a series called Chicago Typewriter. (laughs) It's really, really good, though. Um, So these characters, these people, uh, two guys and a girl, they start remembering their past lives. One of them, he's an author, and he gets this typewriter from Chicago. And the typewriter, it's uh, possessed by a ghost, who helps them remember their past lives because they all were working together. And it, this magical typewriter. It's as he's trying to write the story of their past lives. It's really crazy. And also, by the way, Chicago typewriter is another term for a machine gun. Because, you know. Oh, rat-a-tat-tat-tat. Right. Yes, exactly. So this mm. show is Chicago typewriter. It was really darn good. It was really darn good. And there's only one tiny scene that supposedly takes place in Chicago. So, yeah, there's nothing really about Chicago in in the show Chicago Typewriter. The next show is Doom at Your Service. The personification of doom helps a woman who's dying, uh, helps her dream come true. Because she stands on top of a building and says, I want you all to die. And so he's like, okay, I'll help you with that. (laughs) Wow. Uh, And it's also a romancy thing. The Eighth Night, this is a damn good horror movie. So this is a horror movie where an evil thing will take over the planet and we've only got eight days to stop it. (gasps) Really darn good. Uh, The next one is a series called Hotel de Luna. This is on Netflix. It recently came on Netflix after I watched the whole thing. So there's this woman who runs a hotel that's like the stopover for the recently deceased where they can come and get acclimated with the thought the idea that they died, and also perhaps release a grudge they may have on why they died. And she has been cursed because of, uh, I think because of how she died and who she may have killed before she died and all that. So that's how she becomes the person who runs this hotel. And it's been around for, like, ever. And that's what... This is a really, really fun series to watch, by the way. Okay. Um, I really liked it. 
The next one is a movie, and it's called The Call. This was a really crazy movie. So this woman, this girl, this woman, she's like a teenagery 20-something. Her and her mother move to this house, and she's home alone, and she gets a phone call that's from a girl who also lives in the house, but in the past. (gasps) And they talk to each other a lot, and... There's a serial killer in the past who's doing shit and the girl in the future is trying to help the girl in the past because she thinks that the girl in the past's stepmother is the serial killer. But it's a darn good movie. This was a really crazy movie and I think it was on Netflix. I'm pretty sure. And of course, this is one that Dwight found and I started watching Oh, okay. All right. So the next one is a series called Tomorrow With You. So this dude finds out that when he gets on the subway, he could travel in time. So, of course, he makes himself rich in the future. He of finds he does. some, yeah, and he starts to fall in love with some girl. And yeah, it, it, it's crazy. This is a crazy time travel thing. And it seems like a lot of time travel stuff is going through a tunnel always. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, the next one's called Devil Judge. So this judge, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this judge does some shady shit, but for the right reasons. Hmm. Okay. And it's crazy because, like, apparently in, it's kind of, like, supposed to be in the future. And this judge, he, he's a TV judge. And so all the big cases happen on this TV show. It's just, I watched, I was like, what the fuck is this at first? And I started going, okay, I'm with you. I'll follow this. It was actually kind of good. It was crazy, but it was good. Uh, The Door into Summer. This is another one about time travel, cryo sleep, bad people doing bad things. This was a good one, though. I liked it. Okay. Uh, 365, repeat the year. This Door into Summer was a movie, by the way, not a series. Okay. 365 repeat the year is a series where this group of people are all some a lady calls them all she brings them together and says we can go back in time and you can relive the last year to change their lives so some people like they somebody they loved died or like one of them is a cop where his partner dies and so he's trying to not have his partner die and they're all like, why us? Why'd you call us? And it seems like none of these people are connected to each other, but they're all re- related in the end. They all have a reason why they were chosen. Ooh. Ooh. 365, repeat the year is the name of that. That was a pretty good one. Another series is Juvenile Justice. So this is about a lady judge who works only um, like child cases, like Cases, crimes committed by children, like under 18 kids. And she hates kid criminals. So she's always giving them the worst sentence. And she's always like this cold, icy lady. It was a really good series because as you go on, you learn more about her and what's going on and how things are happening and how the rich people are always like enabling their criminal children and all that. The next one is The Game Towards Zero. So this guy, 
when he looks you in the eye, he sees the moment of your death. That is the, that is the premise of that show. Uh, the next one is a series called Come Back Alive. This is really funny. So this one is a guy. He works in a department store. He's kind of like this total nerd nerd guy that's, wow, shit's gone bad for him. Mm-hmm. And then there's this gangster guy. They both die. They meet each other in the afterlife. And they're like, no, wait, I can't die this way. And they manage to somehow come back to Earth. But department store loser guy is this hot looking dude. And gangster guy is this hot chick now. And so they've got to <laughs> they've got to solve their unfinished business. But they're not allowed to tell anybody that I am your husband who died or I'm, you know, this guy I'm your boss who died or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> What's that called? It's called Come Back Alive. This one was on the Vicky app. Okay. This is on Vicky, not on Netflix. But it this one was so much fun to watch. Because the girl who's try, who's acting like she's this gangster, oh, that was awesome. <laughs> she was awesome. <laughs> and the final one da, 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 is called Born Again. So this is a detective and his fiance, and then this serial killer. They reincarnate 32 years later, and they're all pulled together again. The and what? that's more of the same. So a detective, yeah. his fiance, and yep. a serial killer. Yep. They're re- they're, they've all died, and they've reincarnated 32 years later. Okay. And they come together again. And events start to unfold that bring the past, like bring things up from the past. And then people are recreating shit. And, oh, this is all like, what is going on? All right. Yeah. Although I do. uh, Okay. No shade toward that movie at all. That's a series. Or a series. Mm -hmm. But there is a movie from 1979 called Time After Time. Oh, yes. Yes. I've heard of this movie. And it starred David Warner. Mm-hmm. As Jack the Ripper, mm. and Malcolm McDowell mm-hmm. as a detective on the hunt for Jack the Ripper, and mm-hmm. Mary Steenburgen was the love interest in that movie, yeah. and they time travel to 1979, so it's modern day. Mm-hmm. But he's on the hunt for Jack the Ripper. Okay, but they've time traveled. This is the reincarnated, but they don't know who they were in the past. <laughs> Oh, I love you're like, hell. oh my god, I'm right and you're wrong, Patty. Uh, sure, it might be a retelling of that. No, it might be why the would same I story. say? I why know. would I say that? No, you're right, you're wrong. No, I'm just, that re- that I was just going to make a joke. And of, the, the whole reaction, the look on your face. Don't you be like, telling me about the look on my face. I was oh, just about oh. to make a joke about splitting a hair, but no. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, but. You know what? It, yeah, it's probably another, it's probably taken from some of that. A lot of these are rehashed stories that I've but, seen too. So. But, but they seem cool. They seem I mean, cool and brand new, yeah. Yeah. I mean, in all of the brief synopses that you've done of all of the, how many did you rapid fire? Uh, there are 28. God damn. And I okay. have a whole lot more. I know you do. <laughs> but I'm not sure how much people want to hear because it's, yeah. That took a while, didn't it? Well, but but what's interesting 
Yes. Is how how original all of it seems. Yeah. Versus all of our shit over here. Well, it's original for us. As I've watched more, like the Gumiho and the Nine-Tailed Fox, there are a lot of stories of those. Oh, sure. There's even another series called My Roommate is a Gumiho, which is that, yeah. Yeah, and they're all trying to be human. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, you know, as you do. As they do. So As they do. So yeah, that's kind of a, a retold thing. And then the romances are all the same, but, you know, eh, different things around them. But, so, and that's even in American shows, romancy things are all the same. Yeah. So here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. And you can and and everybody can chime in on this. Go to the watchlistpod.com, click on that contact us button, engage with us on social media at symbol pirate Alice particularly, <laughs> at symbol Bill Ivory Larson, particularly, and at symbol the watchlist pod, particularly, but particularly Pirate Alice. Is this or does this seem fresh? Because you're jaded against American stuff? Or is it truly original compared to American stuff? Because we know what we get here. We get shit like The Masked Singer. Although, 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 I do have to give The Masked Singer credit. Jordan Mylotta, who is actually a Philadelphia Eagle, E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles, was one of The Masked Singers this season. I, yes. I didn't watch any of it. I didn't even know what they were, like what the costumes were this season. He I'm played right Thingamabob. Now. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> but Thingamajig, one, Thingamabob. Thingamajig, yeah. whatever it was. Well, no, one season had Thingamajig, yeah. Now we got Thingamabob, great. But he's a Philadelphia Eagle, and I love my Eagles, baby. So oh, just cool. saying, just saying. All right. All right. So, yeah, I mean, these they're all... They're original to me, and that's why I like them. And they have a good number of genre, like sci-fi, fantasy type of shows, like like Dark Hole, where it's aliens and people need to survive the alien attack. And um, and their cop shows, I like that it's not like the murder of the the, the week. It's like yep. every episode is hunting for that same murderer, like the whole long case. That's what I like about some of those. But there are a lot of shows, and remember uh, a couple of years ago when they tried to relaunch The Bone Collector? Okay, yeah. All right, remember that? Yep. That was one of the, and it fell within like six episodes. I mean, that show was done before it even really got started. Yeah. But that was a show predicated on finding one killer. Mm hmm. The entire show. Mm hmm. Uh, There was also a show called Murder One way back. Where you had that one case through the whole series. Right. Which I thought was great. And I think they don't do it as much here because then, then okay, your season's done. You got the killer. Now what? Well, but Which obviously, now you get a new killer for the next. You get a new killer. Yeah, but they or, seem to not be right. able to do that. Right. So, but is it that, and, and then conversely, you have shows like Dum Dum. Law and Order, mm, yeah, that do the exact same thing every yep. single week. It's the crime of the week. Crime of the week. And they have the same format, and mm-hmm. it has been on the air for 30 
years. I know. Legitimately 30 oh years. God. I was working at WLS Talk Radio, 890 AM, and we were playing the Law & Order theme on Don and Roma's show and Jay Marvin oh and Ro Khan and all those guys 30 years ago. But I wonder how is it that shows like that that are that formulaic survive and shows that seem a little bit higher concept where you're following one story throughout a season, legitimately one story, seem to be one and done. So all of these shows of my Korean stuff, they are all only one season. They are maybe about 16 episodes and you're done. Okay. Some if some of them might have a few more, a few less, but yeah, all these are like you watch the show and you're done. That's it. Which mm. is, is cool, you know. It's fun. You you watch them and you're like, oh, now it's over. Oh, and then you move on to the next one, and then the next one, and then the next one, and then you find more, and then you and watch then... more, and then you're <laughs> then you're hooked, and then you're up until three a.m. because you need to watch just one more episode. Well, okay. Because, you know, there's a revolt and they're storming the castle. Oh, my God. Good luck storming the castle. <laughs> All right. Oh, wow. That was a jam-packed show. Yeah. 28 and plus 5 is 33 different things this week. What? Jiminy Crickets. Give us an you... hour. We'll give you 33 things. And you did 31 of them. <laughs> It's like Michael Jordan scoring on every other team in the NBA. But any whoosie. All right. Well, that's it for this week. I'll try to watch more than two things next week. Although I've got to say, you know what? And I don't know if you're this way or not, but sometimes when you find just one or two shows to watch, you're kind of comfortable with them until they're done. And then yeah, you move yeah. on to something else. That's why I have all of these Korean things. Well, so because I've I've sat there and I have I'm like I have to watch all of these. I have to watch this whole show now because this is so good. Oi. so there's so much stuff to watch. Oh, and but... the Oscars are on Sunday, or the Oscars were yesterday. Oh, you know what? Well, let's do this. All right, mm -hmm. quick sidebar, people. Here's news. 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 Here's who won the Oscars. Because we're going to predict it right now. Oh, and we're going to we? see if we're right. Oh. What do you think about them, I apples? better pull up a ballot of the big categories here. Now, yesterday's Oscars were hosted by Regina Hall, Amy Schumer, and Wanda Sykes, who were, insert adjective here, <laughs> were they hilarious? We don't know yet. Were they? Did they fall flat on their faces with jokes? We don't know that yet. We just know that three Hollywood power women hosted, and they were, insert adjective here. <laughs> All right, you got your Oscar ballot up? I have a ballot now, yes. All right, best picture. I'm not surprised at all that Power of the Dog won best picture. Yeah, I really wanted Coda to win, though, but you're right. Well, I wanted West Side Story. I wanted. I have not seen Coda, and I mm -hmm. and I absolutely should. You but should. of the of the eight of the ten that I have seen, the other one that I did not see was Drive My Car, but you did. Mm-hmm. 
And you've seen Coda as well. I've seen seven of these. All right. Of all of the eight of the ten that I've seen, West Side Story was my number one. Mm. Coda's my number one, but yeah, Power of the Dog's totally going to win it. Power or, of the Dog. Power of the Dog did win it. Yes, it did. And best actor, congratulations, Will Smith. Well deserved. I, uh, you think it's going to be Will Smith? Really? He has won every other acting award, including by the actor's wing of of the Academy. They do their own kind of awards, and he's won everything. Huh. Yeah, it's going to be Will Smith. I think the upset with Andrew Garfield was crazy. Oh, Andrew, for Tick, Tick, Boom, and he was great in Tick, Tick, Boom. He was absolutely great. You know what? Will Smith has been around, and I think this was a lot of the political game as well. Mm-hmm. I think that Will Smith won, notice I put that in past tense, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for the roles that he has done before, where he was nominated for Best Actor in Ali, and he was nominated for Best Actor in The Pursuit of Happiness. Hmm. So I think this goes part and parcel with a lot of times when they award the award the the actor for a body of work. So, and I think that Benedict Cumberbatch is great. He is an amazing actor, um, who might have that opportunity again. But I think this is Will Smith's year. I didn't think so either, but that's who won. Now, best actor who just happens to be female. <laughs> okay. As opposed to best actress, because, you know, let's not be sexist. Everybody. I walked out of the room when this happened, so tell me, who who won the actress? You know what? I honestly, I, I was not surprised at all that Jessica Chastain won for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. A lot of people are pulling for Penelope Cruz. Or we're pulling for her. Or we're... (laughs) That's right. Sorry. (laughs) I didn't see the movie she was in, so I can't tell you if I I was pulling for her or not. Neither did I. But it was directed by Pedro Amaldivar, so Mm -hmm. they they make each other great. But I think this was Jessica Chastain's year, and she won for The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Congratulations. Good for her. Yeah. I was amazed that Troy Coster from CODA actually won Supporting Actor. Wasn't that a shocker? It was. Because he beat out Jesse Plemons from Power of the Dog. Uh, you know, not not Matt Damon. He's just got to accept that. <laughs> And were you surprised that blank won Best Supporting Actress? Well, you know, Ariana DeBose definitely deserved that Oscar for West Side Story. She's following in uh, Rita Moreno's footsteps. I, you know what? Yes. I, I, Yes. Although, if Judy Dench won, I would be like, well, duh, she's fucking Judy Dench. I mean, come on. But but seeing Belfast, though. I have not seen Belfast, but Judy Dench is Judy Dench. I mean, come on. The problem with Judy Dench is she was not in that movie enough. Ah. ah. And I think Ariana DeBose 
put forth a far more powerful performance. Yeah, absolutely. And to me, a supporting actor, whether they are male or female or Mm non-binary, needs to also propel the story while not being the main character of the story. Judy Dench's character in Belfast added a little heart, but she did not propel the story. Kirsten Dunst did in Power of the Dog. Uh, oh, I know I'm going to butcher this name, so please forgive me. Anjanue Ellis? Mm-hmm. Anjanue Ellis and King Richard? Kind of did. But Ariana DeBose won that Oscar. She totally did. Because She totally won this Oscar. Mm-hmm. Because her character propelled the main character. Yeah, and she was darn good at it. That's right. She also played the bullet in Hamilton. Yes, she did. That's amazing. She was the bullet in Hamilton. I had no idea. That's awesome. Which is awesome. And if you haven't seen Hamilton, check it out on Disney+. Plus. It's awesome. Yeah, right after you watch West Side Story. Yes, which is also on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Oh, best director. (laughs) Congratulations again, Jane Campion. Although what you said about Serena and Venus Williams is bullshit. Yeah, yeah. That was kind of, really? That was cringeworthy <sighs> and Jesus, come on. It was, it was white privilege to the max. Mm-hmm. I get what she was trying to say about being a woman in Hollywood and but fighting the patriarchal society. But saying that Serena and Venus Williams, who are not just women but black women? Mm-hmm. Oh, Jane Campion. Not good. Just saying not good, but you won, so there you go. And is that all we're going to predict right now? Yeah, I, I don't feel like we need I to mean, go through all of it. Is that all we're going to recap right now? Uh, you know, everything else is like blah, 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 nobody cares. And I guess that's the truth, too, because I used to, this used to be my holiday I used to get all up in Oscar's ass this time of year. And right now, if they weren't tr- and if there weren't so many missteps by the Oscars this year and them making news because of those missteps, mm-hmm. I really wouldn't give a shit. Yeah. Well, they pulled out documentary short, film editing, makeup and hair, score, production design, animated short, and live short, plus the sound out of the broadcast. They yeah. uh, they gave those away before one hour before the broadcast even started while everybody's watching the fucking red carpet shit. Yep, that's so right. half the audience isn't even in there to see those categories, and come on. Right, and the celebrities aren't there who were in the movies yeah. that are winning these awards. And yes. in solidarity... Some actors are staying home. Well, and there's a sound guy who's like, yeah, no, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I also think that people are just losing interest in award shows because... The ones they they like don't even get mentioned. Well, the ones they like don't get mentioned, and if you like it, you like it. It doesn't need an accolade. It, right. It's just you dig it or you don't. To say, oh, my God, I love the best picture of the year. Well, every movie or every TV show is someone's favorite movie or TV show. Of that year. Of that year or of all time. Mm -hmm. 
So it doesn't matter if it's gotten a gold statue or not. Although I would not turn down any kind of gold statue at all. I would not so, either. If there was an Academy Award for Best Humorous Podcast put on by two over 50s, let's bring it on. If you want to just give me a gold statue of a chihuahua, I'll take it. For no reason at all, just give me that gold statue because I would love it. It was just the first animal that came out of my mouth. I was thinking like a tiger or a lion or some shit. Rawr. Turtle. Turtle. What, Frog? our podcast is slow? It's not about the podcast. It's just giving me this gold statue for no particular reason, regardless of what I've done. Just because you have one and you don't want it, so you give it to me. So you want the golden toad? I'll take a golden toad. Fuck yeah. How much could that sell for? <laughs> you can't sell your golden toad. Why not? They just Why gave it to sell- me. They just gave it to you for some reason. They didn't just say, oh, well, look what I've got in my bag of tricks. Oh, a golden toad? Here, you take it. No. I'd be like, Someone cool, had to craft yeah. that golden toad. And your point is oh we're, we're really running over now. <laughs> I know. This is just stupid. Anyway, so we watched the Oscars. Wah, wah, wah. And those were our winners, and we will see how right we are when, <laughs> yeah. when this actually comes. But anyway, thank you everybody for listening to us. We hope we're correct, but if we're not, we're. we're well, hey. now we know. Reviews. We'll but talk funny. about that. We'll talk about that way. next week. Yeah. But anyway, you guys take care. Have a great week. Go Ukraine. And we will talk to you next time. Okay, okay bye. bye.